everyone. Welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp, and I'm here with Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus, as well as Mac World Executive Editor Michael Simon. We missed him last week, but we're back again this week, and we are live on LinkedIn and on YouTube. So if you have any questions or comments while we're chatting, please do leave them in the live chat and comments below. We've got a few things on the agenda today, but starting off with App tracking transparency, which is obviously a new feature that was just released with iOS 14.5, which came out Tuesday and Monday. long Monday. Okay. It was on my phone on Tuesday. Fair enough. <laughs> long awaited feature. Um, it's been discussed a lot because it kind of put out, it kind of puts Apple at odds with the Facebooks of the world that are making a profit by, you know, tracking your activity across other apps and websites and then selling you ads based on that. So I was hoping that we can start off with kind of what it is, how it works. And I mean, just the mechanics of it, like how people can be opting in and out and what, I guess the benefit of it is. I actually have not installed 14.5 yet. I probably should because I personally am interested in opting into app tracking transparency and opting out of apps tracking me across other websites. Uh, yeah, I mean, not to uh, correct you, but you don't necessarily have to opt into. Okay, no, please do. Please do correct yeah. me. So w what it is, is so if you've been using an iPhone for the last couple of years, mm -hmm. I think it's a couple of years, at least a year, um, you'll see a dialog box that looks a lot like the one that's been on your phone already for location sharing. So yep. what that one does is it'll say that this app wants to use your location and give you an option to allow it while you're using the app, allow it always or never. And this is a similar type of a thing. So when you submit an update to the app store now or a new app, you have to let people know what you're doing with ad tracking. So two things about that. One, if you're not going outside of your own app mm -hmm. to, to track the user, you don't have to do anything. Right. So if there's an app... I don't, I don't have any examples off the top of my head, but if they're just using their, you know, the information that you give them while you're using the app, let's, we'll, we'll use Facebook for an example, even though it's a terrible example because they're not doing that. But exactly. let's say Facebook, that's probably the yeah. worst example, Michael. All right, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll call it Bookface. It's a, okay. it's a, it's a, it's a mythical, it's a mythical Bookface. company that, that yeah. lets you do the similar things that Facebook does, but they only, you can only, they only use it to track what you're doing in the app. So if I'm friends with Ken, and we're talking about things and sharing links and stuff, they can look at all of that, our yeah. personal information that, that we agree to share, that stuff. But as soon as we go outside of that app, even if we're using links and, and using the app to go outside to other apps, then they would have to ask us, hey, is it okay if we track you going from Bookface to Facebook? And that's what that dialogue box is, is, is gonna say. It's gonna ask you in very plain terms, are you do you allow this app to track you outside of, of of the app? I don't know the exact language, but it's something like that. And you can basically say allow or, or, or don't allow. Mm -hmm. Most people will probably say no. And that's what Apple is getting at here. Now, right. people are saying that Apple's attacking the, the, the ad market and they, they have their sites on Facebook. None of that is, in my opinion, true. Mm -hmm. What Apple wants to do and what they've wanted to do now for years is to set the iPhone apart as right. the privacy phone, the destination mm -hmm. that you will go to if you care about your information being as private as it can be. Now, listen, we're on, it's an online device. It's not 100% private. There's plenty of, of stuff that all these companies can still get at, get 
on you just by you using the iPhone. It's not perfect and it never will be. Right. But this is a huge, huge step for both smartphones and the ad industry because Apple is telling customers and they even, they, they, they launched a YouTube campaign this week that says that, hey, you're the product when you use these services, they are selling you. You might be okay with that. Some people, listen, some people like those targeted ads. They're, you know, they're, they're not all bad. Sometimes you want to go on, on Google and see an ad. Oh yeah, I'll click that and I'll buy that thing because it's related to something else that I bought and I like this stuff. Some people might be okay with that. A lot of people won't be. And Apple is saying, listen, on the iPhone, Facebook isn't going to be allowed to use that stuff to send you ads outside of your uh, uh, your wall or whatever they call it now. Yeah, it, it, to just to add a few more things to, to what Michael's been saying, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the idea here is that advertisers can use the information they glean from what you're doing on your device to send you advertisements that are relevant. So the idea being that if you're hunting for cars or something, you'll, this is why when you, you know, do a search on some product and suddenly you see ads wherever you go for that product or related products, mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's part of the fallout. You know, I'm not saying it's necessarily good or bad, but that's the, that's part of what the advertising uh, uh, market is saying here. Um, the other thing is that a lot of these advertisers, a lot of companies that are, that are sifting this data, use it to sort of build a, a, a like an avatar almost, a digital avatar for a, a who profile. you are, yeah, for sure. a profile, yeah. who you are, where you live, what you do, where you go, interests, et cetera, it, that gives them a better sense of what they can target ads to you, even if it's something you haven't been looking for. You know, maybe mm -hmm. you're the perfect person if you're an outdoorsman for, you know, camping gear or, right. you know, you just got back from the beach and you need suntan lotion, whatever. Uh, that's, that's, that's the advertising side of it. Uh, I, I agree with Michael. I think a lot of people are going to opt out. Uh, you know, one thing, Juliet, you were asking earlier about, you know, do you have to turn this on or off or whatever? Right. I just realized that today, apparently there's a master switch basically built into iOS already under uh, settings, privacy, I think yeah. tracking. And you can just turn ad tracking off for everybody and everything all at once. You don't have to do it uh, app by app. I And I... I looked, mine was already turned off because I kept thinking, I'm not seeing any of these notifications. You know, why am I not getting the warnings that, uh, you know, do I want to turn this on or off? I'd already turned it off. And uh, gotcha. th so that's like a master switch for most people. If they know about it, you can go and do it all at once. I yeah, did see what, some. What that does is it'll, it'll treat it as if you're saying no to every single app. So I won't even ask you, it just automatically shuts it off, shuts it down. Yeah. I, it was interesting because I was looking at uh, some discussion on Reddit earlier today about this and somebody said, I'm not going to turn it off like that. I want the pleasure of turning off every <laughs> single app sure. and request, it, you know, just, just to feel like he's, you know, messing with them. And uh, so there are different ways of doing it, but it, it is. And there's also in some cases you might want it on just like location yeah. tracking. And sometimes it's useful for the specific person. They might, they might want to leave it on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's, Go ahead, I was just going to say, yeah, that's a good point. I think I've started to opt out of even just when I can opting out of targeted ads and like, yeah, I get ads that aren't as applicable to me, but I searched for a Dutch oven once and I get so many Dutch oven ads now on Facebook. And it's like, it's, 
it's white yeah. noise at this. Point. I mean, well, that's the other thing. They're not they're not very very good. It's basically like yeah. taking taking a shotgun and just spraying and hoping it it's hits. It's like something. blunt force trauma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, or like you you buy like a a t shirt and you get you know thirty other companies that are selling t shirts. Like most of it isn't very useful. In some right. cases, it is though. And Facebook brings up the point that in some small businesses rely on this stuff to reach customers that they wouldn't necessarily reach. And right. that in some cases is true. In a lot of cases, it's not. Well, you know, I do find it somewhat ironic that we're focused on advertising here when you've got an entire population of people online who are worried about privacy, even as they post where they are, what they're doing, what they're eating, what they look like. Totally true. On Facebook, Insta, you know. It's, as it's, a counterpoint to that, though. Please, please, counter. They presumably understand the implications of putting their stuff on Instagram or Twitter or, or, or wherever they put it and Facebook. What most people don't know is how much is tracked outside of your social media profile mm -hmm. and how much these companies know what, like if we were able to see the profile that Facebook or Google or, or, or Twitter or whomever has of us, we would be just shocked. Right. Because it's they're 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 looking at every single thing that we're doing and using it to create a picture of not not the generic Ken Mingus, but actually Ken Mingus. This is who he is, what he likes, what he does, when he does it, why he does it, and what we can do to sell stuff directly to him. And they have that for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of where it like that's why the Facebooks of the world are not exactly pleased with Apple. Oh, and yeah, I think, of course. and I think also it's the difference of explicit consent. If I'm saying ex like I, if I'm putting on Facebook, I'm um, at so-and-so restaurant in so-and-so town. Like, that's your choice. That's exactly. I'm explicitly saying this is the restaurant that I'm eating right. at and it's great. Whereas I don't know how much information necessarily Facebook has about me and just about my likes. I mean, I know that I, you can access, for example, and I think you can on Facebook as well. You can kind of access like what the, some of the assumed demographics are about you. And I was actually just trying to see if I could pull it up for my Google account because it's probably funny. It's probably like female, you know, this age group likes exercise and cooking and things like that, which is not untrue. And then they're going to use that to sell me ads. Anyway, um, yeah, that's why the Facebooks of the world are upset. And I think Apple has the position because they are, they're not making their money from selling you ads. They're making their money from selling you hardware. Yeah, but and now it's, they're it's, selling you privacy. Yeah, right. Sure. It's, I, I was just going to say that it, it's more than that. I mean, Apple drew this line in the sand years ago with, with, with the iPhone being private where they when they refused to allow the government to, to hack into a phone that they were, right. were using in a, in a, in a, a terrorism case. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. And that... That, that, that's all part of this. You know, that was a very specific instance and it's different, but face ID, um, touch ID, all the things that they have built into the iPhone leading up to this now, this ad tracking thing, it's, it's all about making our phones as private and as personal as they can be. And, you know, Facebook, and I'm using Facebook because they're the biggest, but it's not just Facebook yeah. who's upset Easy about target. this. Yeah, but they're kind of showing their cards by getting angry. Apple is not stopping Facebook or anybody from ad tracking. All they're doing is saying, hey, you just need to ask the, 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 the customer, our customers, if it's okay to do that. And Facebook's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And it's like, well, well all right. If you, if you 
think someone is going to say no to the thing that you're trying to do. Maybe you shouldn't be doing it that way. And that's all Apple is trying to say. It's like, hey, if people know what you're doing, they're not going to want to continue to allow you to do it. So change well, it, change your Michael, behavior. I have, a, I have a question for you because uh, I mean, obviously the focus has been on Facebook, but don't you think this is also sort of targeted at Google and Android? I mean, a little bit. Facebook's the biggest one, but yeah, Google, yeah. Google too. You know, Google, Google has their, their, their issues, but you know, Google is the internet. I know. So when you're using the internet, you're using Google. When you're searching for something, you're using Google. So like Google can still use all the information in the search results to build its profile because that's the app, that's the service that they're using. It's when you go off to different ones and Google is so big that they don't necessarily need, they do, they do need the iPhone. But people use Facebook on their iPhone all the time, the app. People aren't using the Google app, they're using Safari. It's a different, it's a different thing. Facebook stands to lose much more than, than Google does, in, in my opinion. I'm not, I'm not an ad expert. Sure. But I think the reason why Facebook is, is, so, um, is, is fighting this so, so vehemently is because that's probably the, the, the number one place, if you look at Facebook's demographics of, of where they're accessing their account. My guess is iPhone is number one with a bolt. Yeah. And once you take that away, they lose a lot of that ability to to develop these really, you know, intensely personal profiles and, you know, make money. Well, you know, one of the things too, I've seen studies in the past that in terms of marketing and advertising that Apple device owners and users are highly, highly sought after because- Well, because they spend more money for one. Because they spend, well, that's that's literally it. I mean, because, I mean, it's sort of, you know- It's not even close. Right. So, you know, it's not even just the number of people, it's, it's the, the, the quality. And I, I mean that very loosely. Yeah. But right. In and terms of, of spend, the spending ability and spending 100%. desires. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why, you know, when Apple takes this move, makes this move, uh, you know, it really does have uh, ramifications that ripple across a lot of companies and industries. For sure. Yeah. I mean, the iPhone is the number one phone platform in the sense that there's no other single phone that has more of a market share, but it's, it's, it's still, it's a very small market share compared to Android. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something like 85 to 15% or maybe even less at this point. But as Ken points out, the iPhone user, they spend way more money on apps and services and, and, and digital goods and everything else than all of those Android people, because, you know, Android sells to a, to a different customer. They're, they're, they're selling a lot of cheap phones, a lot of budget phones, a lot of, um, you know, phones that don't, connect to the internet as well as iPhones, things like this. And the, the, the discerning smartphone buyer generally, you know, chooses a premium phone, a Galaxy phone or, or an iPhone or a Pixel phone. And when you look at those numbers, you take away all of those budget phones that are, you know, $300 and under, the iPhone is, is far and away the biggest seller. I've got, Go a, I've got a quick question and this is just kind of pure speculation. So feel free to, you know, dismiss it, but I'm kind of wondering where does, where does this leave the Samsungs and the Googles and the Motorola's and the LG's of the world? Like, do you see this as a growing trend in, in, you know, smartphones, or is this something that you think is going to be a purely Apple move? I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I mean, the, the location stuff has kind of caught on. Google does some of that in Android. Um, 
also the privacy stuff has caught on. Google has definitely been more transparent with its account and with the ability to turn off certain things about what it tracks about people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, because in this instance, Google, it really hits Google kind of where it hurts. If they were right. to, 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 to start uh, implementing all these things into Android and, and it starts appearing on all these other phones, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if, if they take it that far or if this is, if this is the line in the sand. If you want this, you get an iPhone. If you don't, you don't. And I don't know how many people are buying phones based on that decision, but it could be one more factor that pushes them over the edge and says, you know what? I like this, that, and the other thing, this, the privacy stuff. Yeah. Okay. I'll let me, let, let me, let me switch. Sure. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I do think it's early to tell, but I'm, I'm going to be really curious over the next uh, two or three quarters to look at the earnings results for like Facebook and, and, and Google and others and True. see if we see any patterns, any slippage there in revenues, you know, whether you'd be able to draw a line to what Apple's doing or not. Yeah. Uh, very, you know, it, it, but I'll be watching that. I agree with you, Michael. I don't think uh, Google, Google wants to make it look like it's being serious about privacy and in, in some ways, in it, some ways it is, is. Yeah. but, but I mean, even though it allows you, for instance, to turn off things around location, et cetera, et cetera. As I recall, the last time I looked at how Android does it, it's not as intuitive and easy to do. You can do it, but there are several more hoops or several more screens or several more things you have to do. Whereas with Apple, it's like an on or off or, you know, by app. Uh, I mean, there's some truth to that, but but to Google's credit, they have gotten way more transparent with that stuff over the last like two or so years. And it because of Apple, you know, Apple, Apple, we said it before, we'll say it again until Apple does it. It's not a thing. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, we can switch gears here, I think, a little bit, unless you guys have anything else burning to add about app tracking transparency. I, like I said, still have not actually installed 14.5. I think there's enough space on my phone to do it. So maybe, maybe tonight. But um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the next M1 or Apple Silicon chip, because it's not going to be an M1, perhaps. Um, And we can kind of maybe recap a little bit about this spring loaded event, just because it kind of goes hand in hand here. But when the next Apple Silicon chip is on the horizon, right? Yeah, for sure. And I guess my question is, what's that going in? So the M1 is going in the new iMac that was announced last week, right? Yeah. Colorful, and the skinny. Pro. It's the sim, yeah. The so the, the, those three, 12 inch, 12.9 inch iPad Pro, 11 inch iPad Pro, iMac 24 inch, all the same processor. And all the same processor as the one that we already saw in the MacBook Pro and the MacBook Air, right down to the low-end iMac having that seven-core GPU option. They're they're categorically identical. They'll mm-hmm. be, you know, when you do speed tests and benchmarks, you know, you might see some fluctuation uh, based on thermals and stuff and the way Apple's handling it from a desktop versus a laptop. But the chip, the 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 capabilities of the chip are identical. Gotcha. So, so for the M2, I think the most recent report I said I saw was that uh, production has started on that. Yeah. It's expected second half of the year, almost yeah. certainly the, the big MacBook Pro. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a question of timing. So the the, the M1 is based on the A14, which which is the iPhone chip that came mm-hmm. out right. that came out in um, actually came out in September in the iPad Air. We saw it first. Then it, it, we got it in the, in the iPhone, and now we have um, so the iPhone 13 or the iPhone 12s, whatever it's called, will have the A15 chip. 
the M1 is is essentially a souped up A14, kind of like the A14X of old, uh, A13X or A12X, whatever the last X was. Yeah, it was the A12X and then the A12Z uh, or something, something yeah, like that. 12Z. 12Z. So what they used to do is take the iPhone processor and and give it a couple, uh, uh, double the cores and throw it in the iPad. Now that's the M1. So they made a big deal out of we're taking the chip out of the Mac and putting it in the um, in the iPad Pro, which is cool. But it's really as fast as, comparatively, as fast as it was before. The 12 versus the 12X. It's, it is what the A14 versus the M1 is. It's the same, it's the same chip. It's, it's, it's just fast. It's, it's just a naming thing. So the question remains, will this new chip, will the new... So, all right, I believe that the consumer stuff is done. MacBook mm-hmm. Air, 13 inch MacBook Pro, iMac. Those are those are the lower end Macs. So what we have left is that uh, 16 inch Pro, maybe a 14 inch Pro, and then the real high end stuff, the Mac, the Mac Pro, and the 27 inch iMac or the Mac, iMac Pro, whatever they decide to call that. The question is, are they going to call this chip an M2, or are they going to double the cores and call it an M1X like they did previously? Mm-hmm. essentially it's the same with, with, with some, you know, some key differences, because if it's an M2, then we're talking probably about a different architecture and higher clock speeds and, 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 and maybe some better Ram management and possibly a, a, a smaller die process. It could go down to three nanometers. We don't know any of that yet because we haven't seen the A15 yet, but if it's based on the A14, it's, it'll just be double the cores and that'll basically be it. It'll be the same, essentially the same chip, but faster. If that makes sense. Yeah. Gotcha. So but it depends on when it comes seen. out. If it, yeah. it basically depends on when it comes out. I would be shocked if they unveiled the M2, that's three nanometers, and then the A15. Because the A15 is still, that's the thing. That's the chip that everybody- that's the basis uh, for. Yeah, I think. If they release the M2 first, then the M2 is the basis for the A15, and then things get a little bit uh, weirder, <laughs> for lack of hey, a better word. Hey, here's a curveball for you, Michael. Right. Any, is there any chance that uh, Apple at some point will drop in an M1 or an M whatever into the iPhone? I don't think they really need to. Yeah. First of all, you don't need that kind of speed in an iPhone. Like it's 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 basically uh, you know twice as fast as the as the A14, uh, as when you're talking about per, per, high performance cores. Right. I don't even think you need that kind of speed in the iPad, to be honest with you. Yeah. But you don't—you really don't need it in an iPhone. I you mean, know, what the iPhone has is way more than it needs. But what so, I want to say about the iPad? Oh, oh I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say if they if they did do it, it would be strictly for marketing purposes. Yeah. Okay. What I was going to say about the iPad? There's been some speculation, and I figured Michael, this would make you very happy that Apple's finally going to do... Is the speculation that you're going to buy one? No. <laughs> I, no I heard that. that. High-level well, rumors. I, I'll, I'll let you know after tomorrow when it's ordering time, but uh, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern, as I recall. Um, yeah. No, but I mean, I've seen some reports that... And this is the one thing that makes me really interested in the M1 and the iPad Pro is you know some talk of really revamping iPad OS, which you have talked about, yep. ranted about, screamed about for years and it looks like apple may finally be doing something along those lines in which case it would make sense to have a fairly high-end processor there to you know take advantage of it i you know i don't know what's going to happen we'll find that at wwdc but 
I, I'm sort of really excited now to see what's going on with yeah, the iPad. I, I agree. Uh, so yeah, we heard rumors that they're getting the widgets and the home screen revamp and that stuff. Great. What I need, not, not I, what we need from the iPad right now is for it to be a as close to a Mac as possible. And by that, I mean Final Cut Pro. And once Apple, and also Xcode, once Apple has those two apps, those are their two big professional apps. To all, every developer, every developer who writes for the iPhone, the iPad, they use Xcode. Mm-hmm. Everyone who is making movies on a Mac uses Final Cut Pro or, you know, serious, like iMovie for consumers, Final Cut Pro for professionals. Those are the two things that need to come to the iPad as a standalone application. Right now you can like, it's like an accessory application for the iPad or something. It needs to be like, you can fire up your iPad and use Final Cut Pro without it being a, a baby version as Steve Jobs used to say, like the app needs to be on the iPad. Because until that happens, developers are gonna treat the iPad as a slightly better iPhone. You know, yes, the, there are some really good apps for the iPad and there are some great things you can do for it. It does not need the power that it has. It does not need two terabytes of storage. It does not need 16 gigabytes of RAM. And it doesn't, it doesn't match its 20, it, the, the high-end iPad Pro is $2,400. Yeah, that, that's obscene. I'm sorry, if, that's if, obscene. Well, Even for it, me, it, that is it not something I would it buy. It isn't obscene if it does what you but need it to do, but it's obscene for doesn't. what you get, yes. Right. So yeah. listen, the iPad Pro, the 12.9 inch is, I haven't seen it, no one's seen it. From what I read, from what I've seen, it's, it's, it's remarkable, amazing. Why? What's it for? What does Apple have planned? Because now that we have that hardware, yeah. Mac chip, Mac display, Mac storage, Mac RAM. Okay. Those are the four things that you know, 16 gigs of RAM, uh, XDR, liquid, whatever the hell display, uh, two terabytes of storage and um, the M1 chip. That's a Mac. So talk to me. Yeah. Tell me why it's there. We'll find okay. out. All right. You always get me angry talking about the iPad. I don't even use the iPad every day. All right. When I saw when I saw the reports <laughs> about so the iPad, I, was, I, like, I got to bait Michael. I mean, ask Michael <laughs> about it and find out. You know, we'll find we'll we'll know in like six weeks. Yeah, I think what WWC is is that'll be, be good. the, the, the be thing. Yeah, I, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, thank you guys so much. And I guess wait, wait, hold can... on, hold on, hold on. Kid, what Uh-oh. are you buying tomorrow? Talk to me. Yeah, I was about I to say. Know. I guess we'll All find right. out. Well, I mean, I'm going to go online at eight o'clock and see see, see what it thinks innocently. Like. Are you wi- my... window shopping? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to kick the tires. Well, I need a new Apple TV for home use, uh, so that I can take wait, my why? What Apple you, TV. What do you have? Uh, what do you have? Well, now? I've got an old. I've got. I've got the the current generation Apple TV, but that needs to go to, to my mother. Oh, okay. Because she's got one that's like eight years old and it barely works, and yep. it's very important that she find Murder She Wrote. Don't even sure. ask. Uh, for me, um, the iPad Pro, the twelve point nine inch iPad Pro, mainly for the hardware. I mean, you know, I've the, the iPad Pro that I've got now is the twenty eighteen model. It's mm-hmm. still fine. You know, I don't yeah, need to replace it. Yeah. But I but I can trade it in, get some money off on the on the new one. And uh, do you? Uh, I'm not. Much, go- do you get the base model storage, or do you? Uh, I think storage? I've got two fifty six on the one that I've okay. got down. That's probably plenty. Yeah. I don't need I don't need more than eight gigabytes of, of RAM, and, yeah. and I sure don't need one or two terabytes of storage. 
-hmm. So it would be one of the, you know, the lower end. I mean, not that they're cheap, but the lower end iPad yeah. Pros. That, that'll cost uh, and you I see 1300 that bucks. It, yeah, that's what, you know, between 11, 11 and 13. And I'm seeing that even ordering begins on April 30th. They're not going to be due out in hands till like May 21st, I mm -hmm. think, is the, yeah, that's the latest, latest speculation. Yeah. So I'll let, we'll, we'll check back next week and I'll let you know what happens. Fair enough. You know what? I've got a question just hmm. that I'll I'll pose it mostly. I mean, I think to both of you is and I'll just post it while we're live just so, you know, the viewers can also find out. We, I know my parents have an ancient Apple TV. Should they upgrade to a new one, or should I, or should I just tell them to get a Roku? Well, what, what do they, what do they do, and what do what they, do they have? Do with it? Like, what's it hooked up to? It's There's a lot of questions there. Not, it's hooked up to a regular TV. It's just used for like Netflix, Hulu. Yeah. That's really the only thing that they're accessing. So should I say shell out for a ton of cash? Well, here's a question. Do they, why do they need a new one? Ancient. Like, well, but does that work? Um, Is there the issues with time, it? Actually, the it. older ones can be really problematic with two-factor authentication There's, now. The, and also some apps don't work if it's a the third The apps gen. are so clunky. Okay. Um, do they have I would other not... Apple devices, Juliet? Yes, they've, all, they've got a... Uh, all Apple devices. So they're, in the, they're in the Apple ecosphere. Totally. Here's yeah. the here's the inherent question because mm -hmm. there's two there's two models of Apple TV. The Apple TV HD, which wasn't mm -hmm. updated, okay. is 150 dollars and it's outrageously overpriced. Okay. And then there's the Apple TV 4K for 180 dollars. Mm -hmm. If you ever think your parents would get a 4K television, then they that's the one they should buy. But totally. I wouldn't recommend getting that unless they plan on getting because it's expensive. 180 bucks for a device that you're just going to access Netflix with is yeah. Honestly, I would recommend they get a they get a new TV first. Ooh, Fair enough. Plot twist. You know, oh, yeah, I'll it, I'll tell them all of this. I think I think that will kind of guide their buying decision. Because sure. if they get an HD television with with a smart functionality most tvs have smart functionality maybe they yeah. don't need the box at all they wouldn't yeah. even need it because it'll yeah. be built in Netflix and you can get and you can apps. get like a like a like a 42 inch 4k tv for like 300 bucks this is what yeah. i've been campaigning yeah. for it feels good to know that i've been right yeah because that's correct what I, that's what that's what i've been saying all right well thank you guys so much i really appreciate it and um to all of our viewers if you asked a question or if you have any questions that we didn't answer, please do let us know in the comments below and I'll get back to you. Um, and if you were watching on LinkedIn, please do head over to YouTube and that's IDG Tech Talk. We're also live there every single Thursday. So you can watch over there, ask questions over there. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm a lot more responsive on YouTube if you have any questions. So thank you all so much for watching. If you liked this video, please do give it a thumbs up. And if you're on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video. Thanks again for watching and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.